The Lewis Duvall Experience is a production of Soul Magic Studios. Welcome everyone to the Lewis Duvall Experience. I am just super delighted that you chose to be a part of this experience with me. You can be doing anything and everything right now, but you chose to spend it with me today, and I am super grateful that you did. Oh, I'm your host, Louis Duvall, and I'm just super excited. And actually, excited is an understatement to have this legacy director with me today. So let's jump into it, shall we? My guest, director, and producer of film and TV and web series. Uh, he's worked in tandem with Will Smith and Men in Back 3. He's directed a multitude of TV series and web series such as Chase Streets, London, Her Little Secret, Looking in the Mirror, as well as The Probe starring Clifton Powell, just to name a few. His upcoming projects, Call Time, starring Marcus T. Polk of Moesha, and legendary YouTuber and influencer Tyrone Magnus, and horror thriller Carrollton, who stars Danny Trejo from Dust Till Dawn and Machete, and Eric Roberts, and you know Eric Roberts from The Dark Knight. And that's just a taste of what this man has on the slate. He's highly respected in the entertainment game. He's a huge supporter of the arts and is a mover and shaker of the business. Is someone that you can call and actually he will return your call back or text. He's just that type of dude. He's a father and my man is just so super cool that even on his spare time, he actually coaches football. So without any further ado, I bring to you my man, ladies and gentlemen, to the audience and my fellow listeners, I present to you, Mr. Derek Hammond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What up, my man? How are you, sir? Hey, living life on life terms, baby. You know I know that? that's right, man. How are you surviving on these COVID streets? <clears throat> very, very cautious, man. I stay masked up. But there's no Percocets or Molly, just masked up. I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> just mask the hell up. <laughs> that's it. Uh, so where on planet Earth are you right now? Well, I just came back from Florida, so now I'm back in New Jersey. You know, um, we've talked over the years, and, you know, what I never knew to what I well, I know, but my listeners don't know. Mm -hmm. that you are not a fan of interviews. Uh, nope. Tell us why you are not, <laughs> you are not a fan of interviews. I don't know. Man. I just don't like the way that I talk sometimes. You know, my voice. The, oh, the stop it. it. Just stop oh, it. Just, I I just stop it. And I, you know what? I'm a shy person in real life. Really? Yeah, I'm a real shy dude, man. You could have. I don't. I, yeah, I don't like the attention. Like I'm a shy dude. You could have fooled us. Well, much <laughs> of the attention that you have with some of the some of the great man. Listen, you know, I just I just mentioned just a tidbit of your slate, like just the highlights. But brother, you are moving and shaking in the industry as a director, man. I, I am yeah, just so honored, Bruh, Listen, I am the. Uh, I will get to Carrollton in a minute. And is it is it pronounced Carrollton? Because I, I yes. don't want to make. Yes, okay, cool, yes. cool, 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 cool. So, we're gonna start with our humble beginnings, um, if I may. Where are you from originally, and <laughs> how was it growing up in the Hammond household? 
Um, <clears throat> I'm originally from Beverly, New Jersey, aka Dodge City. Um, it was my household was cool, you know. I grew, grew up as a, with a single mom, but you know, I stayed in a house with my grandparents, my aunt and her three kids, and my uncle before he died, <clears throat> and me and my mother. So it was a lot of us in a the house is pretty big, five bedroom. So it was, but it was, you know, family fit. You know, it wasn't no chaos, you know, of course, you know, I had problems, you know, in the household. But other than that, my grandfather and my grandmother, they mm-hmm. kept, you know, everybody in line. So it was it was really it was really cool, man. It was a good experience. I I'm the only child, so a word? I my, yeah, I consider my cousins. They was like my brothers and sisters. I'm the oldest grand on my on my mom's side. Yeah, that's how it was. <laughs> I was the only child too, and so I looked at cousins and other mm-hmm. family members like brothers and sisters, but um that is interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't know that you were an only child. Yeah. How was your grandparents very strict? You know what? My grandmother, she was a God fearing person. Like everything she said, it was God first and like Jesus. So right. it wasn't she much she was so much strict. She let you do what you had to do and she let you learn from the decisions that you made. Mm. You know what I mean? My grandfather, he wasn't strict, even though <clears throat> we feared him because he didn't play no games. You know, he was a police officer at one time. Oh, word? Yeah, exactly. Yep. So it's like, you know, he never, he wasn't a strict person because, you know, he was, you know, he was a rolling stone, you know? I had got, aunt, <laughs> I got aunts, I got aunts from other women and, you know, uncles from other women. So it's like, you know, it wasn't perfect, but he made sure the house was right. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. You know, so I, you know, I can't I can't judge him for what he done because regardless of what, we always had a roof over our head and uh, you know food on our table. Was he a huge supporter of you? Um, like, did he know about your endeavors? Uh, you know what? This was crazy. Now he always knew that I like sports, <clears throat> and he never came to my basketball game. Right until one time in the summer of 1980, 1980-88. And it was a summer league basketball. I said, Pops, just come to my – because the only person that would really come is my mom at times. You know what I mean? Nobody right. would come to my games. You know, because my, my mother always worked. So I said I, – I said, I told my Pop. I call him, uh, I call him Pops at, at the time. I said, gotcha. Come, come to my game. He was like, all right, I'm going to come to your game. This is 88. Now, it's my junior year in high school. So when he came, I dropped 31 points on him. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's like, yo, I didn't know you was this good. And I didn't know that you game, played basketball. That's some new stuff. Yeah. I didn't yeah, I know that. All, I, I was all South Jersey. No yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. What high school and did I, you go to? I went to Palmar High School. I held the record for most points scored in one game. 46 Get. points in one game. Yeah. Get the hell out of here. Yeah, man. Holy <clears> crap. Yeah. And like ever since that game, he came. He never missed a game after that. Like, uh... <laughs> When you dropped thirty one, like what was his conversation with you? Did he? Did he was like, yeah, "Yo, he boy." Was like, <laughs> yeah, he was like, "Yo," and he said, "I knew you was good in football. I didn't know you was that good in basketball." Wow! <clears throat> yeah. If you had to take a choice between football or basketball right now, like what would you? Is it uh, is it a tough decision? Is it like a toss up, or would you, know you prefer one or the other? You know, one regret I have, and that's why I said today. I would die with no regrets now is that I didn't play high school football listening to my high school basketball coach because he didn't want me to get hurt. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Which makes sense, which makes sense because if you got hit 
more than one time that you need to, that would have, yeah, yeah I, I, that thing, makes sense. You know, one thing is that you only live once, though. You know what I mean? Go for it. I'm, I'm a firm believer. It's already written. Uh, whatever happens, already written. Right, right. You cannot alter history. <laughs> you know, I you can't change it. I'm learning a lot. I, I, I really had no idea that you were that that you were that sports guy. I mean, I knew that you were the coach, but I did not know. Oh yeah, that yeah, you I were like good. all pro, all like all like yeah. all all city, all all, 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 all South Jersey. I was all South Jersey. <laughs> That's man. crazy. We're, yeah, I was even filled off the inquiry player of the week, beating up Rasheed Wallace and back in '89. You played against Rasheed Wallace. No, I beat, um, I, I beat him out the article for player of the week. Oh, wow. That's crazy. <clears> you know, if, off the if you ever run into Rasheed Wallace, do you, you know, th- that's something you definitely have to be, hey, 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 she, hey, she, yeah, hey, she, <laughs> you know what I mean? Remember that? Remember back in the day? <laughs> you know, I just want to let you know. <laughs> that's awesome. I, yo, dude, I, I really, of all the time, of all the years that I've known you, I had no idea that you were, um, that you that yeah. you that you can crawl. So, what was your signature move? Were you the uh, three point you know dude? What? Yeah, I shoot your lights out. Okay. Yeah, you know, I wasn't I wasn't the dunk dude, but I was I had I was always my first step was dangerous, and then after that, it's, it's either I'm gonna shoot your lights, or I'm gonna go to the hole. So you know, it's no it's like there's no way you could de- you know defend me except one time. <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you, you know, this is really like the, my last year when we was in the state finals, um, state final. And I never seen the defense before. It was a triangle and two. Okay. And I never, I, I didn't know how to play it. And they, they, that's the only team that held me under ten points. Oh wow. So yeah. had you have known the, had you have known the plays? Yeah, if I'd have known how to beat a triangle and two, my coach would have coached me. See, mine's off the raw talent. You dig what I'm saying? Right, right. I had that coach, but he, ain't, he couldn't coach me. You feel me? Right, I feel you. You know what I mean? It was just raw talent. When I went out, I just did me. You know. But I never seen. I seen boxing one. Okay, I could get past the boxing one, but I trying going two. That was new to me. Gotcha, gotcha. You know, he, he we didn't prepare for that. And well, probably just, you know what it probably was because he thought that you were so raw that you would just you know just wave a wand and then boom, there you go. Yeah, oh, he could get he, past that. That's Derek. He could get past that. <laughs> man, I was frustrated, bro. <laughs> for real, I was. So. Let's fast forward after high school. Um, we as artists, mm-hmm. there is a moment when we realize what we're meant to do. And I call it a God wink. Um, mm-hmm. Other people, they they have like, they call it their moment. Um, but when when was it that you came to the realization that you wanted to be a director? That came later on in life. Okay, okay. My my first love was music. Really? Yeah, I was I was real into music. First, I started DJing when I was thirteen, and then I started doing music. You know, music producing. How the heck yeah. was that like? <clears throat> you know, it was crazy. It's like going in the summertime over in West Philly. You know, we always had DJ equipment, sound. You know, a studio. And this is before he became the Fresh Prince. This is when he was MC Willie Will of the Fantabulous Four. Okay, you know okay, okay, okay. And, and like and that was my that was my introduction to hip hop. And like try to real like real hardcore. This is what I want hip hop like ninety three, I mean, eighty three or eighty four. You know what I mean? Ever since then, that's when I was like into like just hip hop, 
producing it, you know, watching DJ Mark, you know, produce music. And I made my mom come home, mom, you got to buy me this Dr. Rhythm beat machine, man. You got to buy me this. <laughs> Yo. I, and, you know, my mom never knew this stuff because, you know, it wasn't over in Jersey too much like that. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, yo, I got to get two turntables. What? You only play records on one. No, you got to You got to see it, mom. You got to get it. So my 13th birthday, that's when she bought me two turntables. And so, then I used to DJ for the um, elementary school proms and shit and stuff after that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So DJing, let me, let, let me just... Let me just uh just get some clear a moment of clarity for the folks. So when when Will was doing his thing, were you right there next to him? Like were you influenced or like how was yeah, that how was, how was, was that like, dynamic? I was real influenced. I didn't know what the hell was going on. Like it was the first time I ever seen like a rap group live. You know what I mean? Like right down to somebody went to a house party right on the street and they downstairs performing at a house party. I'm like a young kid. I'm probably like 12 at the time, if I'm not mistaken. 12 or 13, man. Word. Yeah, yeah. he was like 16. Okay, so he's, he's older, he's, he's yeah, older he's than years you. Old. Yeah, he's three years older than me. Okay, okay. So he was like around like 15 or 16 at the time. Cause I think he got a deal when he was like turning 17. <clears throat> but before he became, you know, Fresh Prince, his stage name was MC Willie Will. MC Willie Will. <laughs> no one knows that. Unless you're a true hip hop fan or unless you're a true Will Smith fan, you know, not a lot of folks don't know that. So when you when you saw that him and, and jazz, like when was the first time that you saw him and jazz? Was that was it during like the house parties, like in the basement or out in the, nah, out in, out and about? Like when was it that you saw like jazz and, and Will perform? That got you this like, was, yo, I got to do this shit too. This was back. This was after they done signed and stuff. Now, you know, this is like in a park or the plateau when I was young, you know. Um, and then, you know, on tour, you know, just like, wherever they was going, I would, you know, I would, you know, go with them and stuff like that, just to go backstage and just see, you know, all the other stars that I was cool with, like Eric B and Rock and Stetsasonic and all them cats. You know what I mean? Word. Yeah. Yep, kid and play, you know, just EPMD, man. It was just, I was just like, I was just blown away. Like, this is what I want. Some part of entertainment, man. But, you know, music was it because at that time, film was kind of hard to get into because there really wasn't too many black avenues that helped you get to that point, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And then, and like, you really had to go to, like, the NYU or L.A., to get into the film schools and do some strange for some change to get on ball. <laughs> that is you a quote I mean? that a lot of people, if you, that you are showing your age, sir, because I remember I that. Know, right? <laughs> do something strange for a piece of change. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I just didn't, I, I, I didn't think about that yet until like later on. Man. Question for you, um, and this just popped in my head. Um, yeah. Did you have a, a MC name? Yeah, I was MC Showbiz. MC Showbiz. At first I was, and then I went to um, Quaze. That's my street name, what they know me now. Q-U-A-Y-Z, Quaze DMAs. Wow. Yep, and I was in a group called Adisa Tribe. A-D-I-S-A, Adisa Tribe. Where yeah. are they? Where, where, where? <laughs> I had no idea. Dude, yeah, like seriously, yeah, was... of all the years that I've known you, I had no <laughs> fucking idea that this is what you did. Yeah, man, we used to we used to travel like you know do college tours and stuff like that, man. 
Okay. <clears throat> one question. One question that uh, off the top of the head. What was like one experience that you had that was like the pinnacle of all like when that day occurred, it was like magic. I know that there's plenty of them, but what one day, if you can remember, like what was the one show or one event that you did that was just like, yo, this is the shizzle manizzle. Um, well, we performed at like a 95% majority white college and they went crazy. Really? I was like, yo, they didn't know who the hell, all they know was just hip hop. That is absolutely crazy that all of the Caucasian colleges were going they buck wild for hip hop. They were going buck wild for hip hop. But they was going crazy. I mean, they literally opened the door for us, man. I was like, wow. Wow. So if you're so you're doing the music thing and mm-hmm. you know it, it it's it's going well, why did you stop? Uh or did you it, stop? I, I never stopped per se. You know what I mean? Every now and then now I still might, you know, create some beats and so I might but write like four bars or something. But like <clears throat> you know, when I went to college and then after college, I had I, I, I went to prison. Mm. That's you know that's I could say that's where it stopped when I went to prison. So just for the for the for the listeners, you know, there's a lot. There's someone out there that you either either this is you, or this is someone that you know that has had this experience. So I don't look. Derek and I have been through like so many years of knowing one another, I have nothing but the utmost respect for this brother. So I don't look down on any of the things that he's done in his past. I look past that. And there's other people that I know that has had issues. I look past that because the integrity of who the individual is, is what I look for. So while that's a very heart wrenching and life changing moment, um, I will ask this one question. When that occurred, who was the most like out of everyone that you had in your family, like when that occurred, like who was still ride or die no matter what? Was it everyone or was it a select few? Like who was ride or uh, die? <clears throat> I mean, ride or die, of course, was Mom Dukes. Word. You know what I mean? But the thing about it is what, like, <clears throat> I didn't allow my mom to really come visit me. Why not? I didn't want her to see me, you know, like this cage animal. You know what I mean? Hmm. So I, I was cool with just her answering my phone call just to hear her voice. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? If she had extra couple of dollars, you know, I had a job, so I, I didn't really need money. <clears throat> you know what I mean? But she wanted to send a food package. I was cool with that. But I wouldn't allow, <clears throat> you know, excuse me, sorry about that, dude. You good, brother. I, would, I wouldn't allow my mom, you know, come visit me. I can count on my, like, one hand how many times she visited me in prison. Wow. It's not, And it's not that she didn't want to. That was a choice that I made. You know what I mean? Right, right. Was, um, what was your... My dad, never, my dad never came. Your dad never came? No way. No, my dad never came, no. And I talked to my another person, you know, um, my cousin Nene, who, you know, she was like a sister to me. She was like my little sister. Right. She came to me because she wanted to, she was scared to tell me that she was pregnant. Wow. 
You know what I mean? So, you know, they they all looked at me like their big brother. They didn't want to disappoint me. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So she came up to me to tell me that. I'm like, well, I mean, well, kind of hurt me. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, man. I shit. Listen, I can only imagine. So here's <clears throat> this is a, this is an overcome question. What did you mm-hmm. learn at that stage of your life? Like. Did you say, fuck this, I am not going back because I have so much shit to do? Or like what when was that when, when was that sh- that 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 light bulb in your head? Was it um, there or was it afterwards? <clears throat> like talk to me a little bit about like while you were there. Like how long first of all, how long were you in? Five years. Five years. Cool. Yeah. The fifth year is up, you're ready to rock and roll. Who's the first person that you see when you walk out? Uh, who, let me see who came and got me. Had to be a chick, bro. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Had to be a chick. <laughs> when you got home, how about that? How you, when you got home was? Uh, <clears throat> oh, I ran up on moms. Moms, okay. You know, moms, my grandma, and all of them. Yeah. Yeah. How old were you? How old were you? Ooh, I was twenty. In '99, I was twenty. Twenty years 20, old. No, nah, twenty. No, nah, I went in when I was um twenty. So it was like twenty five. Twenty five, twenty six. Gotcha. Yeah, twenty five, twenty six. Yeah. So you you you're out, new brand <clears throat> new you, brand new everything. You you you've learned a lot while you were in there. I'm quite sure you you know there's so many things that you've contemplated that you that you wrote, you know, just, just sitting in your thoughts and just like, yo, when I, when I roll, I'm hitting the ground running. What's the first thing that you do when you get out, when, when you're out there for the first, that, that year, when you were out, what, what did you concentrate mostly on? Oh, uh, for real, try to get my damn driver's license back. That's admirable. Yeah. <laughs> that is an admirable thought. I mean, and, but the thing about it is that I couldn't. You know what I mean? They they suspended my license for the drug charges and everything. You know what I mean? Wow. So I couldn't get my license back. <clears throat> you know, I had like $5,000 worth of surcharge, insurance surcharge. So I'm like, fuck, I'm not going to be able to pay all this shit. So... What happened? You know, and then you know, by me getting out, you know, I didn't want to go back to the streets, man. You don't understand, right. like you know, motherfucker, yo, he go, you want this bird, you know, right, right, shine, right. Like, you know what I mean? You like, just I, got I, out. Why would you want to go the fuck back <clears> in? I'm like, nigga, if you going to just give me this bird for Kasai, just give me the fucking cash for it. You know right. what I mean? Let me just get the cash. You know what I mean? Why are you trying to get me back into the shit that got me in this motherfucker? You know? Do you? So, did you trust so, anybody? Or was it like you know what man? It's like I didn't have no codes, so I didn't have to. You know, I didn't care to trust. Only one person that I trust, and you know, he got he was in there before I was. We went on a run together in Atlanta. Actually, he went on a run before, a year before I did, and then I went on a run after that. And they called us in Atlanta because his broad told on us where we was at. Uh... You know what I mean? So when they found us, we was in Atlanta, GA, and they shackled a handcuff on TWA back to Jersey. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's like, you know, it, it was... I'm glad it happened, though, Brooks. I'll tell you about it. Prison's the best thing that ever happened to me. Talk about it. 
I mean, it's just, you know, because one thing, these crackers ain't playing. I'm sorry if you got them listening, but, you know, them, them CEO, they said, look, this is always going to be here. We'd love to have you back. This is how we get paid. And we're going to treat you like shit. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, they, they, it's like it's like a plantation at all. You know what I mean? They really, like, I'm not going to say all, but a lot of them really, like, take that shit seriously where they can just, you know, just, you know, just devalue you as a human being. Wow. And they don't give a shit. You know? Were you at least... And this is a this is a stretch, but mm-hmm. did anyone like give at least two shits about what you were doing? Like, did you say, "Hey, listen, man, I got so much like <clears throat> you don't know." Like, I I've got talent. Yeah. I, I I've, yeah. I've got a mind on my head. Like, you know. Let me tell you something, bro. It was one CEO. His name was Emery. He was a white dude. He said, "D, this shit ain't for you, man. You see, you smarter than this." Mm. He's like, we we all make mistakes. Well, I know in my back of my mind that you will not come back. I can bet that with a, how much money I have. I know you're not going to come back because you're not built for this bullshit. This is not how you want to live the rest of your life. He said, he, he said you needed to go this route to help you wake up. But I know for sure, I bet you my bottom dollar, you, you will not come back no more. I said, you damn right, I ain't. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said, man. He said, I know you're not coming back. So you shouldn't be here, but you needed to go through this so you understand why you shouldn't be here no more or have to come back no more. So who gave you your shot at film? My uncle Will, Will that he basically introduced me to to it. You know what I mean? He had his camcorders and stuff. He was doing his little independent type thing. And I seen him, I'm like, wow, this is dope. So, you know, I just started, that's when I first found out about Final Draft, you know, what the hell that was. Word. I software, I didn't know nothing <laughs> about that shit. He tried to get me to do stuff, and I damn near messed up the hard drive. He liked to curse me out. So, you know, it's just that like he was the real first one. Then, you know, next thing you know, he would bring me on a set. And when I went to a movie set, I'm like, wow, this is fucking it. What was your first movie set? Was it Men in Black? <clears throat> Yeah, Men in Black 3, one that I really got on there and really got the chance to really like be around what I wanted to be around. So, you know, so the, just so that way you know, I mean, the, the listeners know. So yeah. y- your family with Will Smith, that is your first cousin, cousin. second cousin? <clears throat> second cousin, dad's uncle, yeah, second cousin. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. How was his uh, vibe and feeling towards you? Was his like, yo, bro, just come on, come on board. Like, what was he, was he yeah. inviting? Was he like, you know, was he just so super, like, was he super will at that point? Like, what was his vibe for you when he saw you? Like, what? because everyone has their favorite. I, I have a favorite cousin. So what was his, yeah. was he your favorite? Um, He was my most inspirational, not I, my favorite. I can dig it. I can dig it. You know what I mean? He was the dude that I looked to like, yo, this nigga doing shit. Right. You know what I mean? And it's not, and it's not like it's somebody I didn't know and seen the shit. You know what I mean? I remember this sucking thumb motherfucker, you know what I mean? Right. Growing up. Like, I, this shit is not fairy tale where you know how you see stars, you wonder how they make this shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you thinking they had some type of superpower or whatever, and they didn't. No, nigga, he was just a regular dude working. We was working at the same company bagging ice and shit. 
It's just his fucking drive and his dedication was relentless. And I see that's what the hell it takes, man. So is it real? When he says, there's interviews that I've seen him in where he says, I will die Yo, on a treadmill. <laughs> I would die before I let you <laughs> beat me. Beat me. Yo, yes. That's, that's the fucking truth, Lewis. <sighs> let, me, let me tell you, I'm not going to say the name. We are men in black. And a certain individual, we used to run like five miles a day before we go on set. Really? Work out. Yeah, I, I tore my damn shoulder. He will have you thinking that you can fucking beat the world and do anything <laughs> you want to. Just be around. I mean, this this dude got that. that he just got that 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 power where so you can conquer anything. So my dumb ass thinking, I'm still back in prison from twenty something years ago. I can throw up, you know, three hundred and ninety, you know, three hundred something pounds again. So I said, yeah. So I get underneath there, lift that bitch up, come down with it, Lewis. As I'm about to push it back up for the second rep, I hear my shoulder rip. Ooh. I'm like, cuz, get it off me. He's like, push, push. I said, nigga, I can't. My shoulder just ripped. He's like, oh shit. So he lifted it off me, man. Yo, my I yo, I just I thought I could do it. He just makes you feel that you could conquer the world, bro. Word. So that's just so, real. So what he says, so that's let me, real. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. So we on set. That's another story. We on set. He comes in, somebody's already there. Oh yeah, I did my, you know, I, I I did I didn't do five, but I did two and a half. He said, "You did what?" I said, "Dude, yo, he got loud as hell. That's still a fucking failure. Loud as hell. Everybody from from um Mac all the way down to Barry Sutherfield, director to Mac Brown, the executive producer. Everybody looked like, what the hell is going on? I'm like, whoa, I never seen this nigga act like this before." How the hell can you support a failure? You did. He said, I'm good with it. You shouldn't be good with that shit that you did. You didn't do the whole thing. That's still a fucking failure. I'm like, wow, this nigga's blacking out for real. Wow. You know what I mean? I'm like, yo, I said, this dude is crazy. But he's serious about it, man. But you know, it's just, right. if you want to be with him, he's going to push you to that maximum, that maximum level of. Of whatever it is you're trying to get to, he's gonna believe that he he wants you there. He will support you if you're doing this shit. He will be behind you 100% supporting it, man. Wow, have you have you adopted? I mean, you have your Derek Hammond ism of yeah. success and making it in the business, where you have your own carving of even from that experience. I think that, mm-hmm. and this is just because I know you. Um, you have your own level of yo, that shit's bullshit. We're not gonna do bullshit. Like, so you have that same ism, just in a Derek Hammond mode. Yeah. Is it is it as intense or like where are you right there up with that type of level of excellence? Nah, not yet. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. I mean that that level right there, but that comes from like years of build up from your dad, you know, telling you, you know, you got to do it this way. You know what I'm saying? Just a lot to get up to that level. You know what I mean? Wow. <clears throat> and it's like you know, from people just telling you you're not going to be successful. You know what I mean? You've so, had that. Well, I'm calm. I had it, but it's mostly coming from why Will is the way he is. Wow. 
why he's just so relentless, why he, you know, you will not outwork. I mean, this dude, he's a competitive dude. Everything he does is out of, is, is a competition, it seems like, man. It could be walking. Who's first one down the steps? Who's going to beat you? I mean, it's just, you know, that's how, because it was always him, my cousin, Day-Day, and that's how they were growing up. You know what I mean? It was him and Day-Day, me and, uh, me and Harry, and my cousin, Julian, you know, sister, Ellen. We was always, you know, together. Wow. You know, it's, it's always a competition. Unfreaking believable. That's something I've never known. And uh, so, how long have you been in the business since that since that moment of Men in Black? So, from there to Men in Black, you knew that that was your moment. Like, this is it. So, from that point till now, how long have you been in the business? That was probably like nine, 10 years. 10 years ago. So, we're talking about a decade. Yeah. Here's gonna some here's something that's gonna tickle your fancy. Do you rem do you remember your first camera that you purchased and used? Yeah, my um Canon 5D Mark II. Your Canon 5D. That was a beast. Yeah, that was yo. I remember using that camera. That's so super dope. What was your first? Uh, what what did you shoot? It was my short inside pocket. Wow. Yeah. Did um did people know then like you were serious? I didn't think I was serious. Talk about that. Why not? <clears throat> I don't know. It's just I was just learning. Like I did that on the whim of thinking I know what the hell I was doing. Really? You know what I mean? Yeah, man. I do nothing. But I I, I was like real new. Well, I didn't know nothing. Where did you get your training? So you know for. For a lot of us, we study. For working on men, I mean, working on men in black. That's how I really got my training. Like people get go to school, have to pay. I got paid to learn. Okay. You know what I mean? Because they try to get me this, you know, shadow Barry Sutterfield, but he said, no, nah, that's not a good idea. You know what I mean? Because they already had a DGA on there. So he said, well, look, I just get you a job. I said, oh, shit, that's even better. And then you can walk around and talk to whoever it is. I said, yep. Your men in black experience, and I just want to touch base just just you know, just on that. Like <clears throat> I know the experience where you was like blown away. Was yeah. it was it more than what you expected? Was it like over the top? Like like for some of us that we watch Men in Black, and you know, this was like uh that was that was uh the the uh, at that point the beginning stages of Josh Brolin's career you know now mm -hmm. he's you know now he's Thanos yeah, but um exactly. like were you able to meet some of the folks that was there like just was Josh it, Brolin's was a, a, Josh Brolin's one of the reasons why I smoked the cigarettes I did <laughs> I was I was doing these damn these, these cheap ass cigars he seen me smoking he said D I said what's up man he said what you smoking I said cigars said man try one of these bro. He said, what's that? It's American spirit. It's natural, you know, natural, or I mean, it's organic tobacco and menthol. I said, all right, cool. I said, I like these. Next day, he sent me a card. Is he super cool or what? Like, what's... Yo, he, <laughs> yo, he, yo, Josh, bro, he go, we, he said, yo, we all going out tonight. We go out to a party. We get lit up, bro. He is cool as shit, man. Oh, man. I, I'm living vicariously. Yo, Josh Brolin is that guy. When I he when I hear his Ooh. voice, I'm like, that is the voice that I want to 
fucking have at some point <laughs> in my life. Yo, yo, we had fun. With, I mean, he and it wasn't just you know no high end people. It was like just low end people. Like anybody, he said, "Yo, we all want to go out tonight. Everything's on me, bro." Wow. It wasn't like you know going out with like the above the line people. You know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. So you know, there are directors who are just behind the scenes they're just they're they're just behind the chair but then there are some that are duality they do the behind the scenes and their talent have you ever once considered being in front of the camera ever let me tell you something i did it once i'll never do it again (laughs) talk about that (laughs) a first movie i ever did called angels around me and what what made you say nah never again I just don't like that. Really? I'm, I guess I don't. I didn't know nothing that I ain't know nothing about acting. I just jumped in and, and damn near had it was like a lead role. <clears throat> and I'm like, oh, why did I do this? So you what were di- were you director and actor or were yeah, you co-director? I was co-director with the brother and actor. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. And I never, was like, oh, never again though. Oh, come on. Like never. I don't think I could do it right now. You know, maybe I don't know. I can't say never again. What I if it was it. a small what if it was a role that like, you know, because there's some cats that do cameos. Yeah, like the Will Packers. Right, right, that. right. Yeah, I do the Will Packers thing. Okay. It's simple, it's subtle, you ain't gotta do nothing crazy, but yeah. you if it's a huge, like you know, mm-hmm. like it's huge, like you gotta put your thumbprint on there, just walk by or just give a dap or something. You know, yeah, that's do, what they do. I do something like that. Yeah, I, I start. I'm starting to do that now more than anything. You know what I mean? I I, I do like a real quick cameo and then head on out. That's but dope. When I said acting, I tried to like, man, why the hell did I sign up for this? <laughs> I said, Lord, how mercy. When they could find them. the movies out there though, they want to never look at it. I yo, I have to find that. If you, I know you got it. So listen, how about you know, just slug a slide, a brother, digital copy, you know, so I can just do a little <laughs> quick review. It's on there free. It's on there for free. Where, Angels around me. Go, I think it's on Amazon. Okay, okay, I'm gonna definitely take Am- a look at it. It's on Amazon or Tubi, I think one of the two. Gotcha. It's called Angels Around Me. I'm like, dang, I can't believe I acted. <laughs> <laughs> But that was that was the point when I learned nah, the stay behind the camera. You know what I mean? it's, to, it's totally different than acting and being on stage performing hip hop music. You feel what I'm saying? I could dig it. I could dig it. It's too because you're being somebody else on stage. You could be yourself. You feel me? Gotcha. Gotcha. You know, and that and that that was the distinction. I that was the tough distinction I had to make. Like how not to put myself into that character that people need to see come to life. And that's what a problem with a lot of actors today, young and up and coming, and sometimes seasonal ones that really have no, no training. They don't know how to take their own self out of that character, you know what I mean, that they're trying to portray. They want to still put themselves in it because they don't think they might look too, they might look, not look cool enough or something like that. It's not about them. Mm-hmm. It's about the person, the character that you're trying to be. And once you understand how to take yourself out of that equation, you'll become a better actor. Gotcha. Hey, that's jewels right there. That is gems. And it's so important. I was talking to, um, I was talking to a, a, a fellow actor, um, Chris mm-hmm. Davis, not too long ago. And he mentioned that it's, it's, so, it's so much not about you. It's it is totally about, not. it's totally not about you. It is all about 
the story and the truthfulness of your character. Mm-hmm. Say so once you get to that realization that that it's not about you, then you're you know you're you're closer to that elevation mark. So yeah, yeah, and you know, and that's why you see a lot of these cats play these same roles because that's what they're comfortable with. Ah, <clears throat> you know, because it's easy to play that role because that's almost like them every day. You feel what I'm saying? I hear they're not you. ready. They're not ready ready to stop step out of that comfort zone to be something where they got to put some thinking, some acting into it. You feel what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. So, you know, I tell all these young cats, challenge yourself, man. <clears throat> you know, get out the way. Quit. Get out the way. Take yourself out the equation and become that character that's written down for you. And you know what? I'm glad that you mentioned that because I, I, I ask the question sometimes, like, what's your, what's like a personal challenge that often is being faced as a filmmaker, as a director. Like, what's like when you when you sit down in the chair, you're like, what's like what what's your process? Like, I know that you, it, it's kind of like a tantrum. It's like a duality. It's like your your personal challenge and, and your and and like your like your process like mashed into one. Like, how do you how do you go about your your business as a director? Because it seems as if like I've seen you on set. I've seen you you know mm-hmm. you know on your grind and it's the most magical thing because i know you <laughs> but then <laughs> i know you and you're doing your grind it's like magic it's like damn this dude is like <laughs> you would have thought that this was he's been doing this stuff for years like yeah. so what what is like your I, I guess maybe it's not so much a as a personal challenge but just so much like what is your process like how do you like what do you do like what's 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 Derek Hammond's method of directing? Uh, you know when I can you hear me, Lewis? I can hear you. Oh, <clears throat> when I'm directing, it's like when I first get the script. When I'm reading this scene, I close my eyes and I'm trying to visualize. So usually at this point, we don't have the locations yet. You know what I mean? Gotcha. So I'm figuring out, okay, how do I want to come in? How do I want to end? To lead into the next scene, I mean, yeah, the next scene to make it fluid. You dig what I'm saying? I can dig it. So once I figured that out, then, you know, I might I, I might do a storyboard. Nine times out of ten, I probably won't because I can't draw and, you know, it looks stupid to me. <laughs> I've seen like, some doodles, though. I've seen some doodles from yeah. folks, and it looks like, what? What the hell is that? Yeah, exactly. So what I, I will, you know, do a shot list, you know what I mean? But I'm more of a visual. I will remember my shot list in my head. You know what I mean? And gotcha. it's like, <clears throat> and my AD will be like, Derek, you got the shot list? I said, nah, just follow me. Just let me know when time is needs to be changed and I'll and I, and I get it done. Gotcha. So I know my whole shot list I already have and I tell my DP or sometimes I'm the one DPing. So I talk to myself, say, okay, dude, we got this shot to do. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and um, it's just, and then, you know, with me, with the actors, I like to talk to about how they can, how do you perceive the character? Let me know what you think about this character. You know what I mean? And then when we're in the scene, I'm not the type of person, I'm not the type of director. You got to say the shit the way it is. You right. Say it how it's written. Right. You got to say it how I direct it. Nah, give me some of that feedback. What you thinking? You know what I mean? Just as long as you, I'm, I'm open to give you whatever you need, as long as you stay within the context of the scene. I've seen or I've heard directors where they would they would say 
um like actors they would be they would ask the question like what about this character should i know about and the director and this is like prominent like big time directors they will say well what do you think about that you know tell me what your feedback is and they'll take their feedback and apply it to to that project and they will because just because we have a way we see things we don't see everything you feel me right so you know like i tell everybody you know what you see right now, or when I say I whatever, when I say I like, you might come up with something that might enhance it. I mean, it all depends. If it if it works, it works. If it don't, it don't. But I won't stagnate your creativity because once you do that to an actor, you lose them. Mm. Now they don't want to be you know creative with you. That now they hold it back because they're afraid that you might not like what they're trying to do or not. Right, like that. right, right. So now you know you you know you you holding them back, you're stagnant, and you're not going to get the best ability to you know to get out of them because now you know became a dickhead. <laughs> I can only imagine some of the uh, some of the directors that that fall under that 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 um that that you know that category where they just say um, no, say, say this is what I wrote or this is what was written, say what was written, and and, and stay in that box. Let me tell you something, Louis. A lot of a lot of cats they hire me to D two shit. You know what I mean? They want to be a director, barely know about it. You know what I'm saying? You know, they and I and I'm looking at them, and I'm like, are you that much of an ass to these cat actors? Wow! Like, come on, bro. I mean, look how you talking to them. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? You don't never tell an actor, oh, that was awful. You don't do that dumb shit. Are you nigga. serious? You've had people that said, uh, I've never experienced yeah. that, but you Yo, know, I'm, I'm going to live vicariously through you. What was your feeling when you heard someone say, oh, that was just fucking awful or that was terrible? Like, what was your feedback? Pull the person aside. Don't you ever do that shit again? I know that's right. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's said, tough, never, I man. Said, I, said, I, said, I said, you'll never get that cat, that actor to be the way they want to be because you don't fucking scar you, man. You know what? And you know what's crazy is that I don't, I, I, you know, especially if it's a brand new, like, to the industry actor or someone that's just, like, just emerging, how much that would crush their spirit or their, 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 their motivation or just them. You know, I had to learn to stroke actors' egos. No lie, Lewis. I, I had to learn how to not stroke your egos, but. No, I get, I get you. Them, you know what I mean? Because no, I get you. I was. You know, first of all, people think I'm mean as shit. Word? No and way. You know, people, <laughs> you know, people uh, uh, every set I'm on, they say, he don't never smile. Why he looks so mean all the It's time. the hat, dude. It's the hat. That's what it is. It's the army hat. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he, don't, he don't never smile. He don't talk. And he's really, like, he, he didn't look mean. Like, I'm scared to say something. But I said, no. But once they come and talk to me, see, oh, you're totally different than what I thought. I said, that's the defense mechanism to keep bullshit away from me. I can dig it. Dude, you, know what I mean? you are the most amazing, coolest, like, man. Like, you're easy. You're easy to rap to. So they must, you know, people that people that don't know, they should know that Derek Hammond is like, I. you're the go-to guy. I'm like, if you want to know some shit or if you want to know how to do some stuff, follow Derek Hammond. Follow yeah. his Instagram. Follow his Facebook. Just modern and pattern what he's doing. Because he's the guy that's the emerging director. He's the actor's director, if that makes any sense. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, you know, a lot of cats, you know, you don't have any phone calls I get on 
yo, how I go about doing this type of thing? Or what do you think about this type of equipment? Or how do you go about cleaning up this dialogue? I'm a real thing on audio, man. Absolutely. Because I was music first. Sound was always my thing. I can look at a bad movie, had awesome audio. I can't look at a, bad, a good movie with bad audio, bro. I've seen the post. <laughs> yeah, and I, seen, and I went to a lot. I went to a lot of, you know, I went to a lot of premieres, and you know, I hear feedback how the audio. I'm like, come on, y'all. If y'all want to just call me, I will help you. But a lot of people got egos, man, and pride, and that keeps them away from really learning, you know, the proper way of doing things. Not saying that, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm the experienced one, but I know I can help you more than what you got right there. Right, right. You dig what I'm saying? I, I done brought a lot of cash into the game. I done work with a lot of people, man. And, you know, my line is always open to any and every one of them, bro, to this day. And that is you so know? true because I can know, I know that I can give you a call and you're a huge supporter, like a major supporter. And we talked about this. You said, like, hey, man, I on my on my Saturday mornings, I get my cup of coffee. I go to my Wawa, get my cup of coffee, sit down in the park or sit down where I can chill. And I listen to you, you know, and, and, and your Saturday morning crew on the Black Filmmakers yep. Lounge. And to me, that was like Derek Hammond. Derek Hammond. That's, yo, that's what I did faithfully. Every Saturday, I go get my coffee, show in the parking lot, 10 o'clock, come a little bit of depending on what time I wake up. I'll be on there drinking my coffee, smoking my cigs, listening <laughs> to y'all, chiming in. Which you was, know what I mean? and I shared that, and I was like, yo. Derek, I said, you have to understand, this is Derek Hammond. Like, he's the emerging director in Jersey. Like, he's worked with some huge cats. Like, you guys just don't know. Like, we got to get, you know, I, I, you know, we, we, we talked about that. We, we've had yeah. that conversation. But it's just like, that's that to me is like, he is the direct, he's the actor's director. He's really, truthfully, honestly, I think he's the director's director. And depending upon, like, <clears throat> other directors that do certain things that you do it's something that they can learn on it's something that definitely they can they can take a bit of their of, of what your knowledge is and apply yeah. it and have it applicable to your you know to their work so kudos Man, to you. i would i would love to see cats you know like really be like leland and you know, i had him ever since he first started you know what i mean right <clears throat> leland b martin i remember a, yeah 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 he's yeah. an actor you know he was on boomerang now he's on the Kevin Hart, you know, he he premiered in our Ava DuVernay's drone. Now he's on the Kevin Hart, Wesley Snipes drone. You know what I'm saying? I had him ever. I love having people, you know, when they, I love fresh faces, man. I love trying to give them a spotlight, you know, to, to get their, you know, get their shine on, man. Absolutely. So here's a good question for you. So other than, you know, who, do you have a wish list of people that you would love to work with, like actor wise or, you know? Yeah, um, collab wise, this is crazy. Um, <clears throat> Mike Colton, right? Okay, I know him. Really? Yeah, yeah. Me and him met on Men in Black Three. He played the sergeant. Okay, okay, okay. And like you know, on recently, probably last year, I hit him up. He was like, "Damn, D, I didn't know you was you know what you was doing this. I remember, I remember you saying it, but I didn't know you was doing it." He was like, "Yo." You know I'm always here for you. Whenever you got that budget, you let me know. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, yo, I mean, he's a good dude. And even to this day, you know what I mean? We uh, you know, we conversate here and there, you know what I'm saying? I don't, you know, one thing about me, if I know you, 
I'm not the one to be calling you every five seconds. (laughs) Right. Shoot you a bunch of bullshit. You see what I'm saying? Right, right. I I might like your picture. You know, I know, and I I work with, you know, some some decent names in the industry, man. You know what I'm saying? And I was never that that dude that, you know, that was like a dick rider. I can dig it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not like that, but I will. I will support you, and I will reach out here and there, just say what's up. You know what I mean? That's it. Keep it moving. Right, right, and 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 that that is a true testament because you know mm-hmm. I don't have to have a conversation with you every single effing day, but I know that if I call you, it's like, it's it's a it's it's honor amongst artists. It's a yep. friendship, and I'm honored to call you friend, dude. I'm honored and to call you friend. It, 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 at that's the end of the, the day, that's like, yo, this cat is my friend. You know, besides the you know the the art, you know the the business and all that other bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, this cat is my friend. So yeah, it, it, and I a- think you know what that could do to us, Lewis. Though that could be a gift and a curse for us people like us, because people take advantage of that just because it's like that. You know what I mean? But you because, know, like, I'll tell you instance, this. I'll say this. Go ahead. Go ahead. Because of the relationship that you build, that will determine that gift or what that if it's a gift or it's a curse i look at it between you and i is it has been a gift upon a gift upon a gift yeah you know what i'm saying just because of the relationship and it's the it's the honor that you have for me and the honor that i have for you and it's been like that since day one since the first bird, since uh, the very first phone call, he was like, "Yo, man, you know what I mean?" <laughs> you know, and it, and it was all business and shit. It was just like super, like yeah, you know, I'll do, I'm technical with my shit because you know I'm talking to Derek Hammond. But after a while, I was like, "Yeah, oh, what's what the fuck's going on, man? What's what's yeah. good? You know what I mean?" So yeah, it's always exactly. been like that. Like, why is this dude talking like this? Come on, I'm a real dude, man. <laughs> let's, get, let's get that Hollywood shit out the way. It's the Hollywood shit out the way, the right? Yeah, yeah, bring it to the hood shit man let's talk ebonics right 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 so let's talk the language that we both understand but i understand what you mean by it could be the gift of the curse but i see it that it's very that's why it's important for me and you can tell me how you feel about this like the cultivation of relationships Mm -hmm. how crucial that is that actually the the, you know that's the determination of how you work together yeah you know what i mean Mm-hmm. Now that's true, and when I say like the gift and the curse, I mean like you know like some actors you might know you, they they hit you up, you talking boom boom boom, and then a casting call come, they don't get a call back. Oh, you couldn't call me back. Uh, Let me know if I got. I said, okay. do you call Warner Brothers or Stars back to see if you got the role or not? They will call you if you got the role. It's just you I know, got you. I but you know, you. we were we I thought we was cool. I said we are cool. Ain't no love lost. Right. You taking you taking this too personal. You know what I mean? I got 350,000 people to go through and I can't just call everybody back say you didn't get the part or you got, you know, if you got the part, of course you don't get a call back. You know, so it's, you know, people like that and also like you get ones where the, oh man, I thought we was cool like that. You know, I wanted to work with you. I say, cool. This probably ain't the project to work with me. I had no idea that that's what you went through, man. That's crazy. Yeah, man, man you'd be surprised. You know, I mean, that's, I don't really, you know, put a lot of shit out there. You know right, what I mean? Right, right, right. <clears throat> you know, so it's like, man, you'd be surprised how I many cats, you know, don't want to rock because they think I'm a certain way. This and that. So that's cool with me because that just, you know, you just lighten my load in life, you know? Right. Uh, you know, you're showing me how you really are at this stage. Right. You know how I mean? Imagine, you know, later on yeah. down the line of something, you know, something really, really, really 
you know, yeah, the, exactly. uh, when I, and I underline really, 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 you know, just imagine what would happen at that point. Yeah, that's and crazy. You know, it's, and you're, you're just helping me, you know, how to weed out that bullshit. Right. It's unfortunate, you know I mean? too, man. That's it truly unfortunate. unfortunate. But it is, man. it is what it is. Quick question for you. Um, what are you binge watching right now? Like, what's your guilty pleasure? Yo, <laughs> yo, I just started looking at who killed Sarah. Where what, what's that on? That's on Netflix, bro. You ain't see that shit. No, I, dude, I yo. am. I, listen, so this is so. All right, transparency, right? I mm-hmm. asked the question. I said, should I be watching Snowfall? And like, oh man, you ain't watching that little. <sighs> this is our era, nigga. That's our era right there. To my defense, I did not have Hulu, and I was always hearing about Snowfall, but I just did not. All right, all right. So I did. It, it, it flew over me. It flew over me. I am wow. now watching it now. I'm watching okay. it now. So I <laughs> don't. Okay. So now, what's the name I, of it that you're watching on Netflix? It's called Who Killed Sarah. Who killed was, Sarah? Okay. Yeah, but it's crazy is that it's like a Chinese. It's like, it's like you know how the Chinese people they talk in Chinese, but they hear the English voice. Right. Well, this is like that in Spanish, but it's real close to like you think they're really saying the word, but the shit is dope. Reminds me of Ozark. Okay, and I love Ozark too. So at least I saw yeah, that. The, yeah, exactly. <laughs> nah, but who killed Sarah is like, yo, this shit. Is, I just started watching. I'm like, yo, this wow. shit is dope as shit. Okay, all right. So I'll t- I'll put that on my radar. Yeah, um, definitely check it out, man. It's something that you could like, and it's like it's suspense. It's like a suspense thriller type thing, but it's dope. It's dope. I, I was really shocked about it. So that is your guilty pleasure. Do you have other guilty pleasures on YouTube or uh, is just like, is Netflix like your go-to? No, nah, actually, um, I look at anything that, you know, that's dope, man, from Netflix or, you know, HBO Max, you know what I mean? I, I did watch the Justice League, you know, it took me some time to look at it before yeah, I was gone. Yeah. Um, Concrete Cowboy, I just checked that out. That was dope. Okay, okay. Um, What else was there? Uh. Oh, you know, WandaVision, you know, my man DeLorean, I love that. You know what I mean? I can't wait till that come back. But you know what I can't wait to come back out yet? What's that? That damn Godfather of Harlem. Oh, really? Louis, you ain't on that, man? With with uh, Forrest Whitaker? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, okay. I, I, yeah, I, I've seen it. Um, mm-hmm. I have, for me, it's like I can't do like a like five to six different series at a time. I've got to chop it up. Otherwise, yeah, I'll okay. get oh, I'll get brain overload. So I did see it. It is dope because it's Forrest Whitaker, of course. But yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. But so it, it's on my it's on my hierarchy list. It's like number three on my list because there's so much other stuff that people ask me to review. Um, oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, 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 imagine. yeah. Um, are you on? Like, it's so important that I think that we all need to cultivate relationships. And I think some mm-hmm. people, when they do their cultivation of their relationships, they do certain platforms. So um, as easy as it is for you and I to talk, like I know that there are people out there that's like, yeah, you mentioned like they're they're kind of standoffish, but you know, here's the open door to let people know, like, yo, Derek Hammond is not standoffish, just knock on his door, he'll answer you, like, yo, what's up? You know, you, you may see some brew in his hand, like we all would do, but <laughs> he's not that kind of dude that's like poop, you know, peeping through the peephole and like, who the fuck is this? You know, he's not like that, he's a very cool dude. Um, yeah. Are you using like what are are you like truly like super active like on Instagram or Facebook or are you are you utilizing Clubhouse or Stereo like what's your what's your platforms that you've that you've used thus far and um, 
you know, um, what would you use yeah. thus far or have you used them thus far? You know what? I tried the clubhouse thing. I try to listen to certain stuff. Um, I kind of grew out of that for some reason. You and me both. Yeah, I can you know what I mean. You. It, I it, it, it was just it was like a it was like an overkill too damn quick for me. You know what I mean? And it's like you know it, it probably is. Maybe I'm on the wrong. I'm in the wrong club. Maybe they playing a different type of music. <laughs> Maybe they playing the wrong type of music. I like to dance to. Right, right, I mean? right, right, right. But I went to some of them. I'm like, man, why the hell am I here? I paid all this money to get into this damn club. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, whoa, whoa, let me, let me get out of here, man. Let me go to the next club. So if, but, some, um, but if someone wanted to hit you up or or you, what are, where are you mostly present at? Facebook or Instagram? Yeah, like where fa- are you at? Face, Facebook and Instagram. Okay. You know, Twitter, I don't know nothing about Twitter. I, I might, you know, you know how you can do on Instagram. You can put it to your Twitter account. Right, But, right. you know, Twitter, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how people do it. You know I, what I'm saying? Personally, I checked out of Twitter. I heard that, you know, you get on, get on your Twitter game. I'm like, eh, you know, Twitter can get you fired. You know, Twitter could get you some 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 BS. Like I, I stayed away from that, but IG, you know, I think that's safe. But so if yeah. I was to say, you know, follow Derek Hammond on on Instagram at Derek Hammond, there would yeah, there would it'd be, be like yeah, it'd be right there, Derek Hammond one, um, Derek Hammond nine twenty on Instagram and Derek Hammond on Facebook. You know, a Facebook, I, I, the two is different for me. Facebook is the people that know me, right? You know what I mean? It's more like closer relationships. Instagram is for you know is is for anybody you know what I mean where I can reach out to like a Dorian Wilson talk to him you know what I'm saying I can reach out to Clifton Powell and talk to him you know what I mean Word. I can reach out you know Mike Coulter talk to him you know what I mean so it's like that's more like a broad a broader range of reach that I that I need to get to you dig what I'm saying I can dig it compared to Facebook in which more is like more like family. Gotcha. <laughs> you know what I mean? Gotcha. You know, but and I, I love Instagram though. I do love it because it's, it's just it's, it's the, the broader spectrum of really getting to see a lot of the people's stuff. You know what I'm saying? I could dig it, bro. <clears throat> so it's both of them though. So call time, that's that's uh that's hitting, you know, the airwaves and Carrollton. <laughs> yeah. So Yeah, call time drops on April twentieth. Call time it drops April twentieth. Tell me a little yeah. bit about call time uh, for the listeners. Yeah, call time is starring uh, Marcus Park from Moesha, Babs Bunny from uh, Making the Band. Of course, my young boy Tyrone Magnus. You know that YouTube influencer, and that's it's it's, it's like it's 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 a it's, I wouldn't call it a, I wouldn't call it a horror movie. I would more so call it like a thriller. You dig what I'm saying? Okay. Because it's not like it's like a monster or it reminds me of Get Out. You know how Get Out was like a thriller? Yes. It wasn't like scary, you know what yes. I'm saying? But it's more like an adventure, like what the hell's going on? Right, right. Until the end, you're like, oh shit. That's what call time is. It's more so, you know, people thinking they um they did to make a movie, not knowing they're part of it. Interesting. Yeah. And talk a little bit about Carrollton. Is that that looks like it's straight horror. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Car- yeah, Carrollton is straight hard. That's what an entity, a demonic. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, you could probably tell me better than this because you know you're a movie buff. <clears throat> it's like the first, or or the first in a while, of a black female playing an entity, spiritual type demon. Other than Gothica, that would be yeah. 
But was it Gothica? That was Holly Berry, right? That was Holly Berry, yes. Was she always the demon in the beginning? Or she no, into no. It? it was just a psychological thriller that she was a part of that was the lead actress. But as far as a actress or a, a, a name that was the actual spirit or demonic spirit, none. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, and, and the way this shit looks, man, you know, special shout out to Tanya, the special effects artist. Yo, she got her looking crazy, bro. I mean, crazy. Word. I am looking yeah. forward to it. I've been like, I see the post on Instagram. I'm like, ah, I just, I, I can't wait to see it. Both Call Time and Carrollton, um, both directed by you. Uh, was any of those two written by you or it was No, nah, I didn't write none of these. No, nah, we just bought, we just bought the rights to them. Man. Okay. We bought the rights to these stories and we own it. You know, I directed, you know, Carrollton, I think it's the first movie besides my first short I've done was I was strictly directing. I didn't do DP. I just wanted to concentrate on the directing part. Because, you know, actually, Carlson's probably the biggest budget I had to be. Word? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so we as artists, sometimes we don't realize what it takes to just be successful. Not just successful, but I think also relevant. Mm -hmm. um, can you give my listeners gems that can help them out on their journey? And, you know, of course, we all have our different journeys, our different pathways. <laughs> Yeah. But, um, you know, and every, we all know that every path is different, but Hollywood, to me, I think Hollywood is Hollywood. Uh, what yeah. gems would you pass on to listeners that are following in the steps of trying to get a, to be a director? Man, I would really say, like, study other directors and always, you know, you could take pieces from different directors and put them to your arson. That's what I've done. You know, I like Peter Sonnenberg. You know what I mean? He's like a director, DP type of director. You gotcha. know what I'm saying? Gotcha. I love, you know, Spike Lee. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> I love Barry Sonnenfeld. I love um, Peter Landis, man. You know? So I would definitely, like, look at the craft of other directors and take whatever you can from them and apply them to your way of doing things, man. Huh? And, you know, once you... You know, hone them skills together, you'll see that you, you know, you got your own way of doing stuff. And it helps you out because now you can identify who you are as a person and what it is that you're trying to get from actors and from your crew and from your team. And, you know, one thing about it is you're a director. You don't have to be an asshole on set because you won't get nobody to help you or get the job done that you're trying to do. You feel me? Absolutely. <clears throat> you know what I mean? I don't care who it is. Like every day on set, I'm pounding from the PAs all the way up to producers on set. You dig what I'm saying? Right, right. <clears throat> you know, I'm talking to them. So it's a matter of like being mannerism and showing respect to every level that's on your team because regardless of what it is, every level that's on your team plays a pivotal you know, point in that project that you're doing. If one lacks then it comes apart. Gems. <laughs> so I'm talking about gems. Yeah. Man. Uh, so I know that you're, you know, you're a amazing dad and you have your daughter, you know, she's following the footsteps in being an entrepreneur herself. Uh, tell me about a little bit about your daughter's uh, uh, company. Yeah. My, my oldest daughter, Jasmine, she got her own company called Jay Allure. And, like, during the pandemic, she started making fashionable press-ons. You know, so women like their pretty nails and stuff. Right. And at that time, you know, nail salons was closed. So she you know, she learned how to build her own websites. She learned how to, you know, how to get the, you know, all the um, tools she needed. You know, because she always done nails, 
but to the not to the point where she had to start a business with it. Right, right. You know what I mean? She got her own LLC and everything. And like, you know, she started really like, you know, making nails, press on, and they real they last for like a couple of weeks. And the and the, and the designs is dope, man. Like she been, you know, I promote her. She been doing her thing with it. Now she got other stuff on there. She got her my um she got stuff with you know, like your feet. You know, she got stuff like in the wintertime, she was selling little kids hats with the silk missing inside of it. So don't mess up your hair. You know what I mean? It won't, you know, it won't dry your hair out. So she put like a silk bonnet underneath the wool cap. You know what I mean? Word? Yeah. Yeah. How? She's, I mean, she's real dope, man. She's how, real like. How old is she? <clears throat> Jasmine, shit. Now you're going to get me in trouble, Louis. <laughs> she's, she's, is she 20? Yeah. She's, a, oh, yeah. She's, she's, um, 20. She's 20, 28. She's about to be 28 this year, I think. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. You know, and then, like, even my little my little daughter, Delon, you know, she's 17. You know, she's also creative with, you know, she does makeup and stuff now. You know, she's, like, you know, she right now she's about to start doing stuff with fashion. Actually, I got to go buy a sewing machine. <clears throat> so, and then my daughter, Kiana, she does hair and makeup. She's always on sets I work at. Word. She been, she been, I brought her up on Men in Black 3 at 12 years old, and she done, um, you know, some of the, you know, some of the people's hairs on set at 12 years old. Wow. So yeah. the, what's, so the website is www.jallure.com? Yeah, J, yeah, J-A-E-A-L-L-U-R. Gotcha. My yeah. man. So we've come to the part of the show where I ask the questions, and these questions were famously asked by the late James Lipton. Uh, I feel as though from the actor studio and mm-hmm. I feel like I'm passing the torch or I'm, I just grabbed the torch. Cause I said, you know what? These are questions that I would ask, you know, to my fellow artists. So if you would, sir, just indulge me, if you would, uh, just asking a, a few questions and to start off with, what is your favorite word? You want me to ask that question? You're asking me. Yeah, I'm asking you. Yeah, what is your oh, favorite word? Dope. Your favorite word is you, dope. <laughs> I don't. I don't say cut. I say dope. Wow, dope. <laughs> Everybody knows me that works on my set, my crew. That's all they say, dope, because they know that's what I'm saying, dope. And if we got to do a retake, I say back to one. You get back to one or dope. You never hear cut. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I that's a first too. What is <laughs> what is your least favorite word? Can't. Can't. Got you. Um what excites you or what turns you on? What excites me what turns me on? Seeing people that <clears throat> I might have either gave a stepping stone or some some type of knowledge or gems and they took it and became like like they went on and ran with it and became you know somewhat successful or if not successful. I really get a joy out of people winning, man. That's dope. Dope. <laughs> <laughs> what turns you off? Uh what turns me off? Yes, off. What turns you off? Is um, let me think which one is the top one. Say that one it's more time. Ar- it's arrogant people. Arrogant people. I could dig it. 
Is there a sound or a noise that you enjoy? And if so, what is that sound or noise? Could that be like music? It could be anything. Hip hop, man. Hip hop. What's I love that. What sound or noise do you absolutely hate? Mm. What sound or noise do I that damn um, police siren. The police siren. I can dig it. <laughs> I can dig it. <laughs> for many, for many of us, for many, yeah. for many of us, that is a sign. That is a sound of that that you just cannot. No, that's a no bueno. Um, other than what you're doing, the profession that you're doing right now, um, what would you attempt to do other than what you're doing right now? Attempt or. Yeah, what would you what would you say? You know what? If I wasn't directing, I would be doing this. What would that be? Mm. No right or wrong answers. Yeah. Um I wasn't directing, I'd be doing this. Ooh, that's a hard one. It's a good one, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's 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 a definitely good one. Uh, if I wasn't I'd be doing this. It'd probably be doing something like with like teaching film at school. You know what I mean? You would be teaching. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. But it gotta be something that I like to teach, you feel me? Right, right, right. Otherwise, why would you do it? I could dig it. Yeah, why would I do it? Exactly. So the reverse of that is what profession would you absolutely not like doing? Like you just say, nah, that's not me. I would never do that. A doctor. A doctor. Yeah. And lastly, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Boy, you got here by the skin of your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Yo! Either that or, or your grandma really prayed for you on your way up here. I buddy. know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> She's your guardian angel, I would assume. Yeah. That's awesome. Yo, my man, 50 grand. Derek, I, I just have to say, I have to say wow, and I have to say it is just an honor that you took the time to be here, to be with me and 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 give me your time and your and your and your love for the show. Derek, you know, I just simply cannot a thank you enough. Like a thousand thank yous wouldn't wouldn't cover it. And I'm just so honored and I'm truly blessed that you, you know, came on the show with me today. I truly thank you, sir. Hey yo, can I say something? Absolutely. Go ahead. I'm glad you stepped out and did your thing, bro. Wow. <clears throat> you needed this. Wow. Wow. You needed, you needed your own footstool, your own platform, because you got that, that entertaining, not only voice, but mannerism and attitude to be doing stuff like this, man. Wow. You heard it here first, guys. This is from director Derek Hammond. <laughs> yeah. No, I love it. This. I was waiting for you to do it. Ah. Uh. Man, <sighs> thank you, sir. I really, truly appreciate this. Nah, thank you, bro. And I wish you much blessings and much success with your platform, man. You know, that it grows to wherever you want it to go to. And that God allows it to go, bro. You know what I mean? 
You're your only limitation where I far I could go, bro. Remember that. Nobody can stop you. This this market is so free where you don't need Hollywood to give you anything to be a success. <clears throat> you feel me? And now, a moment of poetry. Dear love, I hate you. No, that is not even remotely true. I've only ever wanted, needed, and longed for you to be enveloped and consumed. I thought you wanted me too. Dear love, you hurt me, but I forgive you. I hurt you, and I forgive me too. Letting go of you was hard for me to do. I never really wanted that, to tell the honest truth. Your happiness mattered to me, so I only truly did it for you. That was Anita Lorraine. This was a piece from her book, 52 Weeks of Passion and Pain which can be purchased on her website, www.lulu.com. That's L-U-L-U dot com. On behalf of the Lewis of All Experience, we say thank you to all of you who are listening. And if you are new here, please subscribe to the podcast. That way you'll never miss out on any of our future episodes with these awesome amazing and wonderful guests that are emerging on the scene check us out on instagram at the lewis Duvall experience leave a message or share what you think about the show and who is your wish list guest that we should have on you can find us on spotify apple Podcasts, pandora and now iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows so until we meet again be blessed create and as always, rock steady. The Lewis Duvall Experience is a production of Soul Magic Studios.